So, Miguel, what do you say we uh, start this bad boy off with a bad dad joke, huh? With a bad dad joke? With a bad dad joke. What does the coronavirus, a lineman, the Easter Bunny, and Christ's death all have in common? What? Sacrifice. (laughs) (laughs) Hold your laughs. It's not needed. I just thought it was funny. Uh to throw it in for the beginning overarching theme of the episode and throw it in as a joke since it's only been a week since Easter. All right, so it's uh, April 22nd of 2020, and you guys are listening to Meta Lines Real Pros, the podcast for linemen leading the workforce, striving to be the best in and out husband and on the fly father. Today, we have on the infamous and who some call the crazy jumping bean lineman. This young man was born and raised in Sacramento, California, and is the father to a studly little three-year-old baby boy, and he's been in the trade coming up on six years now, and has worked for a handful of companies throughout his career in line work, and understands being a lineman of any caliber takes hard work and the need to stay focused. He has the ability to break through any stereotypical personalities that you get within line work allowing him to rub off on his approach on taking life lightheartedly, but also showing his ability to pull you in to a level of hyper performance and taking action when work calls for it. I've had the pleasure of working with him and the privilege of calling him a friend. Our guest today, ladies and gentlemen, introducing to you, Miguel Seha. What's up, my man? How's it going? Hola, senor. What's up, dude? Thank you for coming on the show today. Yeah, no problem, man. Anything for you. Right on, brother. So uh, how was your day? How was, uh, how was Easter with the family? Nah, man, it was a blast. Yeah. It was, it was really good. Nice. Do you, you go uh, round for round with the Easter money? Uh, chocolates for chocolate like I did? Yeah, I had a fucking... Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, right on, man. Especially with my little my little boy running around freaking trying to find the Easter Bunny. <laughs> nice, nice. So, uh, how are you guys surviving the COVID nineteen epidemic, man? How's your your moms and everybody doing? Nah, they're they're doing all good. Uh, my mom and my dad they're still they're still working uh, a little bit. My dad's a truck driver. Yeah. Um, oh, my stepdad's a truck driver. And my real dad, he's uh, taking it off because uh, he has diabetes. He does the same thing. He's a lineman. Hmm. Right on. So, dude, your little boy, he's getting huge. Holy crap. Since the last time I seen him, what was that? Like uh, at my cousin's house while we were applying for that job in L.A., I think? Or was it L.A. or Puerto Rico? Yeah. I forgot. Dude. Uh, Puerto Rico. That's what it was. That's crazy. Dude, yeah. so whose whose horses is he riding out there? I saw he was looking like a studly little cowboy on your Facebook page. Uh, it was my it was my uncle's my uncle's uh, horses. Oh, right on, dude. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I might be uh, spoiler alert, but when's your uh, second baby boy due? Congratulations, man! Thank you very much. It's uh, he's born July six. Nice. Congrats! It's gonna be yeah. amazing, man. How are you? Uh, how are you feeling? You feeling ready? No, oh, man, I'm stoked. Yeah, 
Nice. So, have another, have, have another little jumping bean run around. It'd be awesome. <laughs> right on, man. So I see you're on TikTok, and I've been thinking about jumping on the platform soon. Like, how do you like it? What do you use it for, really? Uh, for fun, you know. I have my mother on there, and you know, yeah, I just have a little bit of fun with it here and every now and then, you know. That's awesome, man. Yeah, those those uh ridiculous accents, those are good, man. You guys in the car working. <laughs> things are on point. Oh yeah, the fucking the redneck lemon. Yeah, those are those are great, man. I it had me cracking up watching those videos. <laughs> oh hell yeah. All right. We try to get we, we try to get well, I'm trying to get us, you know, a little bit up there, but it ain't really working. People don't really like rednecks. <laughs> I feel you. Hey, man, when you're in the mood, just throw it out there. Somebody's going to consume it, right? All right, so uh, yeah. breaking back into uh, our topic, sacrifice, and uh, why we should embrace it and how to utilize it, especially during the time that we have to shelter in place due to this COVID-19. Uh, when you hear the word sacrifice, Miguel, what does it make you think of? Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Uh, my son. Yeah. Well, for me, it, like sacrifice, when I hear it, is when you have to give up something that's a current blessing for a greater one. And so... And my, the favorite definition that I found for sacrifice is uh, the surrendering of something prized or desirable for the sake of something considered having higher or more pressing need or value. You ever felt a struggle or sacrifice like that where you, you had something that you loved, maybe say your baby boy or something, and that you knew that you had to give up time for him in order to make that next step, in order to sacrifice maybe save the time in order to get yourself in a better position in life. Oh yeah. Yeah. Seems like it's the constant struggle for us linemen having to do that a lot as well. Oh, oh yeah. It, the biggest sacrifice was me taking off for about two weeks and, uh, me and, uh, me and his mom, we're not together anymore. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that was actually the biggest sacrifice because I had to give give up that time to go to work, make my money, you know, and uh, I just had to sacrifice that. And I, I, it really hurt me a lot because I didn't know how my son was going to react when I come back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was going to, like, because he was young. He was young. He was, he was around a year and a half, you know. Yeah. And... I thought, like, if I was going to come back, like, you know, this is my first child. I don't know how everything goes out and everything, you know. So, I'm, that was my biggest sacrifice, you know, when I when I left and then I came back, you know. Yeah, he, he did kind of act a little bit different. Yeah. But once once me and him, we, we bonded more, we played. Man, he looked at me like I was a fucking, like – Shit, I don't even know. That's he looked awesome. at me like I was somebody really special. That's cool, dude. I mean, that's I guess that's the the caveat or the the silver lining is that when they do realize, oh man, that's my daddy, and then just the whole their 
eyes open wider, their heart opens up. They just grab you a little tighter, dude. It's the best feeling ever. Yeah, it, it was it was amazing. But you know what? That was a sacrifice that I had to do. Mm. Um, I had to do it. I you know I ain't I ain't gonna do anything else. You know I love I love what I do. It's right. the best thing that's uh, my real dad actually taught me is being a lineman. You know, and you just gotta do what you gotta do, no matter how many sacrifices you're gonna face. You always come back to a better one. Truly. Yeah, it, it definitely. It's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to uh, maybe prioritize our sacrifices. And uh, like we mentioned, if you sacrifice for what you want, you're going to have to take a step towards success when you're doing it. And success takes that sacrifice. And there's a huge sliding graph. Only you decide where you place yourself on that. And like I said, you, like you said, you had to sacrifice that time with your boy and you knew that it was going to achieve something greater for that. Um, speaking about challenges and overcoming them, man, you said uh, one of your challenges coming up in the trade was climbing. How did, Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you go to NLC? To no, climb no, climb? my, no, my dad, my dad taught me how to climb. Hmm. Right on. Yeah. So how did, you, did you overcome that challenge by just learning in the field or did you learn with your dad beforehand or around like family or I, I learned, I learned uh, with my dad beforehand, you know, he had me climb up, uh, back then it was a while ago. Uh, he had me climbing just with the, the leather strap. We didn't have no buck squeeze. We didn't have none of that. Yeah. I had Jordans on as my very first time climbing. I had Jordans on. And he made me climb up about 30 feet, and I was scared of heights. I was terrified of heights. And he just kept on telling me to go up higher, and I said, hell no. He said, okay, well, you better come down. I was like, mm, I'll, I'll stay up here for a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> and this mother, this motherfucker, he took off. He left me. It made you have to climb by by yourself down and all that fun stuff. Yeah, he said. He said, "All right, well, you're gonna have to climb down." Uh, he left me, and then I was like, "Shit!" I was terrified, man. My knees were shaking. I had my feet were hurting, you know. And I come down, and my dad's like, "See, you can do it. Don't be a fucking pussy." I was like, "Fuck!" All right, <laughs> got man up, man. You know, yeah, man. That, definitely uh, something. That you don't see too much in the trade uh, nowadays with the OSHA and the HR going on. Definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I definitely grew up yeah. with the same thing, getting in the line work like that. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, but no, once I, once he, once that happened, once he, once I got my boots, you know, uh, my dad started teaching me a little bit more and shit, he made me become the man that I am now, being the lineman, you know doing what I got to do. Yeah. It's amazing. So like when we were working together, we worked with a lot of kids out of NLC and I actually personally learned a couple of tricks from them. Did you see that through your like time in the trade? Did you learn any cool tips from anyone out of NLC specifically while you were working with them? Um, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they showed me a couple of tricks on, uh, on climbing, you okay. know, cause I was I was self-taught, so I just I just did my thing. But 
uh, people people showed me like you know what hey take take like wider steps you know or um, lock your lock one leg leave one bent you know just to hang out up there and or, yeah they they taught me NLC kids they taught me they taught me some some things because you know I'm just self taught you know I'm just I'm just I don't even know how to explain it, but <laughs> no, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. There's things when you're just learning out in the field by yourself and, or say you don't have a curriculum or somebody looking out for different steps. I, I get it. Cause I was definitely brought up in the trade like that, but I think that's the really unique thing about like line work in itself is that brotherhood that we do have yeah. we always look out for anybody who's on our crew. Cause nothing worse than having an injury on your crew personally, you know? So I, de- I understand. That's really cool to hear, though, that a lot of the kids were or, you know, fellow linemen were teaching you tricks. I mean, that's the one cool thing about, like I said, line work, that brotherhood and just the camaraderie and closeness. There's I mean, you're going to call call shit out when you see shit. And I think that's the coolest, funnest thing about it is that you just you get to interact raw and real with everybody on yeah, everybody's safety <laughs> like yeah anything goes as long as you're being safe within you know respect but yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of teamwork there's a lot of trust in that and it's perfect yeah. because uh one of the pre- previous questions i asked you on uh, a form was that teamwork and trust were attributes you thought was greatest to have in alignment in a leadership role and i think that's beautiful in needing one to know the order of your sacrifices you're willing to take, like we were talking about earlier, and then two, to have them prioritize and then verbalize to your crew or your coworkers in some sort of way. Because when you're saying, hey, dude, I value my family more than this job or you know, certain things like that, at least your coworkers know where you stand. So if something happens, a phone call happens, hey, Joe's got to leave, man. We already know that Joe's got to you know, go because his kid comes first over this job. And, you know, it's just, I think that's really cool. Yeah. You mentioned that. Uh, whenever you find yourself at a new job with what's, what's a transition style that you have? Cause like I mentioned before in your introduction, you have an amazing way with people and coworkers, like giving them the freedom to be who they are without judgment. And, and not a lot of people, I guess, give that, that comfort zone when meeting people. And I just thought, dude, you have such a, a strength in, in your personality and being able to do that. When I met you, is there, is there some secret sauce in building like teamwork and trust? You can't, you can't judge anybody by, by its cover. You know, you, you just, you, you can't just say, Hey, I don't like this guy. I don't, I don't trust him. You know, you don't, you know, you don't know who the person is. You know what I mean? If he's, if he's an asshole, you're going to have to learn that in the long run. You're going to have to trust him with his life. He knows what the trade is. It's a dangerous trade. It's, it's hard work. And he knows that he has to trust you and you have to trust him. Once he step, once he steps in the, in the company or whatever, that's all it has to do. It, you can't say I don't like anybody. You don't trust anybody when you haven't even gave them a chance. True. And yeah, dude, that's beautifully put that you do have to trust everybody. But <laughs> that's, that's amazing, man. Uh, yeah. 
And I think that goes hand in hand with like, if you meet somebody new and say that is the criteria you're looking for in coworkers and that kid comes with it strong, you know, is that like one of your tall tale signs that you met a friend maybe for life when you're like experiencing new coworkers or peeps? Or is there like a handful of things where you're like, I just made a new friend today? No, I, you know, I have me. I just, I open my heart to everybody, you know, once I see you, once we hang out, once we start working, I see you're a good worker, even if you're not a good worker, I'll tell you, but you know what, I'll tell you I love you, because, you know, I don't care who the hell you are, you don't know what's going to end up tomorrow, you know, something might happen to me, something might happen to them, you never know, mm. so I, I just open my heart to everybody. Every, everybody, I, I tell everybody I love you. I don't even care who the, I don't even know you, but I love you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. You, ne- you, never, you never know what's going to happen. So that's, that's my big thing is always have an open heart for everybody. Mm. So everyone's potentially your friend. There's that, that's basically yeah. how you have it. I love it, man. I know for yeah, me. I don't, care. I don't care if somebody's angry at me because I yelled at them at work, you know, they did something stupid, you know, they could be mad at me, but you know what? I still love them. I'll still, I'll still take a bullet for them during the job. True. True, man. And you you know, it's funny for me when I knew that you and I were going to be pals, dude, is like, say for anybody, whenever, whenever someone's like willing to break or bend the rules a little bit, I'm like, all right, you got my attention. What's up, man? And then, like, specifically for you, dude, I knew, I, I noticed that you really didn't care about your ego in social settings and that you helped everyone you could. Like, that was, that was it. That was when I was like, this guy's, this guy's what's up. I, I, need, yeah. I need to be this guy's friend right now. So, <laughs> plus, dude, like, all the memories we shared working together, like, line work forces guys to almost live with one another more than their families and that bond is just so tight <laughs> and like you yeah. said like if if you come in like you do just knowing that you're gonna have to trust everyone you work with and that you you guys are family pretty much when you get bunked up that and that's how you have to treat every interaction you come across in the field it's amazing yeah, it's, a, it's it's a it's a brotherhood yeah you know Totally. That's just what it is. Everybody's your brother. It doesn't matter what color, what race. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You're a brother, no matter what. Definitely. Dude, do you remember back on in Sacrifice uh, and what linemen have to do as fathers, that Santa Rosa fire, dude, and the chaos we went through over there. You remember those times when that? Oh, yeah. Dude, so, like, that was one of the huge things for me, like, specifically over sacrifice that I wanted to share was that when Wally came up one Tuesday, random Tuesday afternoon said, all right, pack your bags for the week. You're going to Rosa. We're like, Oh, all right. Game on. And we went over there and what we worked like night and day, like 20 some hours, just seven days a week for like three months. You know, before that, my daughter was, she was the firstborn and it was her first birthday. And I knew that, I was there was nothing in the world that was going to stop me. Even if I did have a job, say that I valued a lot more than that one current job I was at, you know, I would still take that day off for her. And when that happened, I did take off that Friday 
And I came back that next Monday and I had to go into the office and talk with the project manager and he let me go from the project. I was like, what? Are you serious? This has been months on end. I over communicated if there was such a thing. And then I went back to the main shop and John's like, no, don't worry about it. It stay here, work here. We got enough guys over in Rosa and it was like a win win for me just standing yeah. up saying, dude, Hey, my kid comes first. I, I took all the steps I needed to in order to make this happen and that you guys were warned about it. And I just, I was, it was poetic justice, you know, how it all ended, but it's one of those times where you did have to sacrifice or at least prioritize what you valued more in life. Was it your kids or this, or, you know, your wife going through this that you have to support her to take off? Like I've been there, man. It's, it's a, it's a nightmare sometimes. But, oh, yeah. but yeah, it can be part of the job, right? Yep, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, you for know. real. All right, man. Well, uh, some crazy stuff we talked about, and uh, I hope you had a great time on the show, dude. And uh, right, I yeah. had nothing but a blast. So, in closing, uh, what was the best advice you ever received in line work? Uh. Dude. what was that again what was the best advice you received in line work the best advice yeah I mean this is a tough one because you could just really say anything that kept you alive was like the best advice <laughs> yeah like this oh man I'm not really sure about that question just keep your keep your head up, keep pushing through. Yeah, just everything uh, you ever received. Like everything was pretty much the best advice. Yeah, basically. Mostly like there's so many good advices that that people's told me. Yeah. But the biggest one is no matter how hard like no matter how hard the job is gonna be, you're always gonna have to keep your head up and keep on going, keep on Keep that strength that you'll always have. Your alignment, you have some balls, you know. Yeah. So keep them and stay strong. That's awesome, man. Is there anything else you want to mention in closing, like shout-outs to your mama or baby boy or maybe that clothing company it sounds like you're trying to start, dude? What's up with that? Oh, uh, yeah, that, that man, I'm, a, I'm trying, but – I just don't, I just don't know a logo. I yeah. just don't, I have logo yet, you know? I gotcha. Yeah. Right on, man. You know what? Shout out, shout out to my mama. Hell yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. But dude, for real, thank you for hooking me up with those custom long sleeves, man. I'll be uh, repping those Metal Line Pro shirts as soon as you get them to me and I'll put them on for the next episode. How about that? So Hell yeah. That's like awesome. I said, Miguel, dude, thank you so much for being on here with me today and donating your time for the cause because we're going to be doing some great things uh, here on the show and uh, we'll keep in touch, dude. So to wrap it up and the highlight for some of the things mentioned in this episode, one sacrifice is natural and necessary Two, sacrifice also is needing to give up a current blessing to receive a greater one. And three, if you prioritize what you're willing to sacrifice, you'll be one step closer in being able to move forward 
towards whatever you're working for. Hashtag surviving strategic sacrifices. Okay, everybody, thank you for listening in and I hope you found value in this. Our goal is applicable knowledge with impactful entertainment. So stay safe out there, everybody. And like always, I'm Joe Lanier with Meta Line Pros, pushing leadership forward within our industry as linemen. Uh, please like, subscribe, and tell a friend. And we will catch you next time, guys. Later.